Part 1. The High Priestess. Chapter 1. Monday, 10th November. Sometime after the killing started, sometime before it ended, Beth Willis sat at her kitchen table with a glass of whiskey. Beth needed a focus for meditation and preferred a whiskey tumbler. It worked best if it was full to begin with, empty later on. She stared at the still liquid, her brow drawn tight, cross, but not really knowing why. What was the point of being angry with the dead? She didn't want to meditate, but the spirits were demanding bastards. It didn't matter that it was stupid. It didn't matter that she was probably wasting her time, or that her son had kept her up playing the Xbox long after last night's binge should have put her to sleep. Breathe out. Breathe in. Relax. Let calm wash over her. Damn, she wanted to drink it. Focus on that. Let it go where it will. The theory behind meditation was easy enough. Some people counted. Others focused on a candle flame and said, Om, while their legs went numb from twisting into stupid positions. Meditation was supposed to be comfortable, but she had a hangover and was liable to fall asleep. So she sat. Theory was fine. But above all, don't fight it. She had a kind of a guide who she spoke to. Most of the time that she got a message, it came from him. She didn't often sit and stare at nothing like she was pretending to be Yoda, way back when her son had been into Star Wars and not Laura Croft. The Angelina Jolie version, not some pixelated bimbo. But this call hadn't come from her guide. This was straight-up lightning. You couldn't fight that no matter how you tried. You can't catch lightning. Breathe. Watch the liquid. Breathe. It was no use, she thought, but then she was staring slack-jawed at the ceiling. A stringy cobweb dangled from the medallion and swayed in the draft from the rattling windows. She didn't really see it. Her kitchen didn't exist for her anymore. She could have been dreaming, but for her eyes being open, staring into space, seeing beyond the four walls, seeing a man's house. An unfamiliar house, but it didn't shock her. It was just somewhere else to be. Interesting, perhaps, but just another house. There was a dresser against a wall, a short thing. Maybe it was called a sideboard. She didn't know. A candle burned within a glass tube. The tube was red. The room took on a ruby glow that should have been soothing, but then the man's hands came into view. It didn't seem soothing anymore. It looked like blood. The man flicked cards. Tarot. Rider weight cards, just like the one she used. They weren't his cards. They were the victim's. Flick, and the card flew through the air and onto a table she didn't see. Just the cards. They started face down, but landed face up. The tower, flames licking the upper windows. The tower and a man and a woman falling, robes and dresses fluttering as they plummeted to their deaths. The tower, a storm on a black night. Lightning crashed. Over and over the cards landed though there was only one tower card in the deck. The man's hands were strong. Nails clipped short. No scars. The backs of his hands were covered with thick, black hair. Deft hands. 
But these weren't healing hands. They were a killer's. Steady and perfect. Building a tower of cards. Building a tower. But the tower wasn't about building. The tower, the card said. The sixteenth card of the major arcana. It wasn't about building at all. It was about falling. Burning. Destruction. The end of things. Of lives. As hard as it came, the vision fled. She fell forward so hard she cracked her favorite glass with her forehead. She watched, numbed, as blood dripped and mingled with the spilled whiskey on the tablecloth. Her heart pounded and she was panting like she'd run half a mile. She didn't scare easily, but seeing a killer making a house of cards like that, a vision so powerful. She didn't know what it meant, but it was bad medicine and she didn't want any of it.